The Brum Radio shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hiya, Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in Strays at Nice in the Biscuit with my Barbara Nice and Friends podcast. And my lovely producer, come shed owner, Paul. <laughs> and Juliet Balcony owner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's picking himself up nice because he knows his mum and dad listening. Well, he wants them to think he's doing all right. <laughs> Thinking, oh, he's got quite a lot of property, our Paul. Not bad for a lad from Coventry. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Any any news? I'm good. I'm just, I'm a. Uh... I'm worried about a neighbour that's going to impringe on this podcast with some bass guitar by the sound of it. But oh. hopefully, if you hear any background noise, it's just that, not Barbara. Are they any good? I don't know yet. I can only hear it in the deep background. If it gets to 1am, I'll be knocking on a door. But for now, it's all right. How do you know they've got a bass guitar? I mean, it just sounds, it's just a very deep. Maybe I'm only hearing a You've bass. Heard it. Oh, yeah. all right. Maybe I'm only hearing a bass part of a, a TV show or, or music or a gig, but I can only hear the dum, 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 dum. That, that noise. Guess that tune. If anybody can guess that tune, <laughs> do it again, Paul, please. Dum, 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 dum. Okay. That's Answers it. on a postcard. <laughs> How are we doing? Because last time, you know, I enjoyed it when you did that music, because it reminded me, the last podcast was mm-hmm. with the lovely Paul McCaffrey, where we was doing that similar kind <laughs> of thing, singing songs, trying to guess them and stuff like that. Today, our guest, we'll get hold of him in a minute, is a very lovely lad, Reginald D. Hunter who I've known for many, many years. And regular listeners to the podcast will know that I've talked to um, Richard Batsford about the the old gag club mm. where I met Reg. I think, yeah, I met Reg for the first time. He was part of a, a crew that was hanging around. He was only young. I'm going to find out how young he was when I, met, when, I, when I talked to him in a bit. And he's done very good. But the reason I've got him on, Paul, yeah. You know how I like to work, and I sing consistency. And uh, I was, I don't sleep properly these days. Get up in the middle of the night, but it's all right, because you've got nothing to do in the morning anyway, so you feel it at leisure. And I was looking through Twitter and stuff like that, because I do do Twitter, and he's been posting the most beautiful pictures, and he posted one last night. If you imagine now, Paul, you was in a forest, love, very tall, tall trees, not not many leaves, but tall branches reaching up to the night sky, very slim. And then the stars all twinkling on a navy blue background and suddenly it all lighting up. That's what you posted. Isn't it nice? Well described for audio well, podcast. <laughs> and now a lot of people, yeah, good, wherever you are, I hope you got that image and enjoyed it. it very nice, he's been doing some lovely art. So one of the things we've been doing through these podcasts, he's looking at kind of the role of creativity. Um, I'm thinking of taking up knitting again. You know, it goes into you, doesn't it? Uh, so I want to talk to him about why he's sharing these lovely artworks every day. Does he want a show? He might fancy having a show. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he had a good show and he went to New Orleans. Did you see that? No, I've not seen that. <gasps> God, it was brilliant. I'm going to talk to him about that. He met some very good people and a very good interviewer. Anyway, we'll send him the thing in a minute. Mm. So this vaccine now, 
It's like blinking buses. You wait for, since March for one vaccine to come, then two come all one after the other. I'm not yep. sure about the vaccine. No, I thought you'd be a very positive one to get back out there and make vaccinating people on the way into a gig. Make well, sure they can come. What do mean? Have they tested them properly? I'm wearing a mask in shops. Don't start thinking I'm one of them. Yeah. We don't wear masks. Yeah. Don't want anything like that going it's on. It's a difficult world to be between not wanting the virus versus not fully trusting a vaccine, I suppose. But yeah, I see what you mean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you fully trust? I mean, I suppose I'll have it. I'll be the first in line, isn't it? <laughs> I don't, yeah, exactly. You'll get out and do gigs. The Eldon's done first. <laughs> I just thought it was the performers, all the ones that need, that depend on a livelihood of comedy and people being in front of people. Yeah, you should have it first. Oh, that was nice. I thought it was <laughs> being Eld. But uh, talking about being Eld, the, um, they're saying that actors and people over 60, because the insurance is so much for them uh -huh. to go on stage, they're too expensive. Well, uh. It's no good, is it? I mean, you must have good insurance with all the stage diving, or have you told them? Oh, I have. No, I have got insurance. <laughs> I'm with equity. Uh, I'm insured for up to. I think I could be making it up. I am really making it up. I'm going to say five million. I'm just oh, making nice. it up. But quite a lot of money. No, I do tell them because you get to these venues and that you know because mm -hmm. everything's on YouTube now and there's no pig in secrets. You go, <laughs> oh, we've heard you stage dive. <laughs> Have you got any insurance? They all talk like that. Have you got any insurance? And I say, yeah, I'm with equity. Seven millions. It's gone up already. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's interest for you. I'm no good with maths anyway. So we'll send it to him, but we didn't say to we'll send it to me a little bit. Any news? Because what what would happen was, wasn't it? We were doing this very, very regularly over what I will forever call proper lockdown. <laughs> lockdown one. We're doing it every day because we have no time and now I haven't got so much pig in time. And we've, I know we've dropped down the charts. We Aww. dropped off them, didn't we? Are we back in them a bit now? Uh, yeah, we're going back up there. I mean, I don't think we'll ever get to the heights of lockdown one when we're daily and... Oh, it was. Uh, I've got a massive. Well, that's, that's kind of depresses me when I look at the charts because that's a massive peak, and it's like we're climbing up a mountain again. But I don't think we'll ever get up to Everest of May. In May, we we had a massive peak. We were peaking, uh, weren't we? Yeah, peaky blind as we were, but still, I don't think we're we're going back up there. You know, sort of slowly, but it's yeah. more it's more reasonable now. But we can't keep it up as long as we're on the way up. Trolling around, <laughs> you know, trying to find people good enough to come on. Yeah. And you had to edit in a day mm. in very hot temperatures, wasn't yes. it, love? Oh, I miss them now. <laughs> no, Could do some of freezing. that. Mm. It is freezing out there. I don't know whether you're picking freezing, but I've got a hat on. Oh, inside? Inside, yeah. I'm wearing a hat and I've got uh, my boots. They're not Uggs. Oh. They're <laughs> um, sketches. And if anybody's listening, once you've had sketches, you don't go back. I'm telling <laughs> you that for nothing. Absolutely brilliant if you're thinking about should I bother with sketches? Yes, but they do spoil your feet because if you put anything else on, the feet go. I'm afraid these aren't uh, sketches, are they? I've got no, I'm very sorry, they're not. I've become a big fan of a thick sock. Oh, oh probably lovely. thicker than your sketches on my feet. Just a big thick sock. I've been doing sock. a pole, Paul. Mm -hmm. Pole, 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 <laughs> and uh, I like doing poles now and then because well, you just something to do, isn't it? Uh, so I did about what's warm, what, what warm in bed was the question. And I was going to put thick socks, but in the end, I just put it in between. Uh, it was between mm. a hot water bottle and an electric blanket. Which one yes. do you think warm? Hot water bottle, of course. by far. Electric blanket has a bit of a worry of 
uh, still being on and all night and hurting yeah, and burning you. you. Yeah, killing you. Hot water bottles at least fade with you That's when you right. fall asleep. Be safe with that, unless you, unless you've not put the top but on. I, a couple of lovely scalding feet. Can I just uh, tell you about a poll that I did in a similar way, not to yes, obviously as, as popular. Yeah, I think had about yeah. four votes. But has anyone? ever yeah. been scolded by an exploding hot water bottle if you don't take the air out or is that an old wise tale a poll mm-hmm. um i, I mean, don't know I, we'll have to find out i don't want to bring up terrible stories but i still well, think it's an old wise tale too late now <laughs> uh i think there's always that fear mm-hmm. get the air out otherwise it will explode yeah that's the kind of thing my mother said to me and obviously you've you've mm-hmm. heard tell. Mm-hmm. yeah Exactly. So if there's any anybody, I know there'll be people listening, <laughs> but if anybody who is listening has got any evidence about scolded, getting scolded, either you, somebody you know, scolded by an air bubble, mm-hmm. being trapped in a hot water bottle, let us know. I just hope it would be like I put it in bed and it exploded and I wasn't in the room at the time, so no one was hurt. But, you know, that sort of story, that would be a be- the best kind of story. Well, that would be the best, but yeah. I want the truth part. <laughs> I just thought if it explodes... You can't mess you around know. with the truth, love. <laughs> no, if that might be true. Bur- <laughs> just say that, in, the a di- kind of story. in an ideal world, someone didn't get burnt, but it exploded. That's what All right, that's what you're looking for. I, however, just want to know if any hot water bottle has exploded. <laughs> Let's, let us know at Podcast Nice. <laughs> Does anybody, has anybody said anything to us on Podcast Nice recently? Uh, not recently. We haven't put any questions out or anything. We used to do Paul's no, well, Poll or something. Right. So. They're starting now. Yeah. They're starting again, the questions, and they'll come. <laughs> do tweet us and uh, we'll, you can interact. Ask Barbara a question at Podcast Nice. We'll read them out. Ask Barbara, yes. Okay, then, love. A very uh, interesting fella. I remember we did this um, jig and it was in a, like, uh, a health centre and we had a, he booked a double act that used to be knocking around Birmingham called Milo and Jelly that Reg loved. So I, I've got this enduring memory of Reg sitting on the front row laughing his head off at Milo and Jelly. Oh. So I'm going to ask about Milo and Jelly now. Did you think it was Milo and Jam? No, it's Jelly. Amer- Amer- yeah, but Americans call Jelly Jam. That's my joke. I hope you enjoyed that one. Right, okay. <laughs> um, an interesting... Joke, right? I want I want you to tell me now. <laughs> I might cut I'm out. interested now, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Where do you got the word joke out of that? <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right. It was just a comparison between those things. It was a comparison, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, uh, every day to school. Do Everybody thinks they're a comic. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I did say the word in inverted commas. If you well, saw we me, we can't see that, Paul. I know. If I have to do a visual bit joke, there you go. You heard the the inverted I heard it speech then. That was marks. Very yeah. Good, yeah. Out and, and what's going on with the motors racing world? Not nothing, much again. Nothing, sadly. All lockdown. All waiting for this vaccine, as I say. I'll take a vaccine and go racing again. You'll take a vaccine. <laughs> I'll be a guinea pig. What, I'm, I'm going to ask Reg what he thinks about the vaccine. Mm. But we don't want anybody judging us and think, oh, you know, we don't. Oh, and I'm going to have to interrupt you oh, there because I believe here? Reg is connected. Hey, i got a tasty beverage arriving soon, man. Answer the door for a minute. <laughs> Oh, man, I want to be... oh. Hello, can you hear us? Oh. Oh. <laughs> ah, ah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, my technology is all ready to go. Yeah. 
Good laddies. This is very nice to hear you. And we could hear you for a little bit because you would do it. We could hear you saying things like, I want to taste your beverage and things like that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I've been rumbled. You have been rumbled. <laughs> now, first of all, the one I would like to say to you, how are you going on in this in this time? What are you making of it, love? Well, um, on the first hand, if I'm honest, it's the holiday I never would have taken for myself if I hadn't been forced to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also believe that uh, I've had moments of uh, extreme anxiousness. And mm -hmm. and I, it, I think it feels like the virus has sent the whole world to its room and made it think about itself and what, it, what it's been doing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it has, <Reg. laughs> And some things we do need to think about. You know, have you heard about these minx farms? Well, we shouldn't be putting minks in farms. We do need to think about that, don't we? Because it's been kicking off there, love. Did you say minks in farms? Yeah, minks. Oh. Minx farms. Oh. We found that some, we passed it to the minks, and then the minks have passed it back. Oh. Oh, wow, okay. Uh. And that's another example of sending the world to its room and saying what you're doing, because it shouldn't be putting them little minks on farms for fur coats. I think it's rotten anyway. Well, ma'am, I, I, I have to admit that I hadn't previously given it a lot of thought before, but I've, I've trusted your judgment on so many other things, so I'm going to go along <laughs> with you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because we do go, because we go back a long time. Oh, yes. I was telling Paul, well, how old were you when I first met you? Because you just really come over to this country. Would have been. You were only a little lad. I'd have been like 28, 29. Yeah, you was a lovely lad. <laughs> I remember you had a very nice duffel coat. Do you remember it? I had a very nice one. Oh, yes. Yes. I, um, I call that my Captain Jack look. <laughs> and I, and I, you look very nice. And I remember you were very nice to me in my early days on the circuit. And, you know, when you're a rookie on the circuit, you know, that could go either way when you go in the dressing room, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I was telling Paul, do you remember when you, you, you did, you put that night on in, I think it was Harborn, in a health centre? You was you you'd organised it, love, and um, you got you booked your favourite acts, Milo and Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't, I ain't heard them two names in a long time. Oh my god, I I, I just find the name so funny. It's like with a name that funny, they eventually gonna do something hilarious. <laughs> 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 you kept waiting for it to happen, didn't you? <laughs> Any minute now, they're going to do something hilarious. Uh, okay, y'all didn't do nothing hilarious tonight, but the next time I book you, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you now laughing, properly laughing at me. <laughs> and now I realise you were laughing at the expectation of something funny going to happen. just felt like any, any minute now, these guys are going to blow up the room. <laughs> <laughs> Happy... Happy days, lovely. Would you say, would you say you're enjoying comedy as much as you did then? Oh, oh, oh well. Let me see. I'm gonna try to remember doing comedy. <laughs> oh, wow. when, when's the last time you did anything like you know live like that, standing in front of an audience like that, then? Right? Hey, Johnny, when's the last time we did a gig? Is it? It's been about two weeks. 
That's bloody all right. Swearing now. Yeah, but... That's all right. Where did you do your giggy two weeks ago, love? Oh. Where was it? Oh. <laughs> um, Don't worry, we won't get to get you to know. During, I'm just interested. During um the, the the break between lockdowns, uh, oh, I, yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a nice little cluster of gigs there, and um okay. and it only took me like two and a half gigs to stop being crap, and and then mm-hmm. I started getting a little momentum, and then bam, got to stop again. That's <laughs> right. Then sent back to your room. <laughs> and nothing. I love this thing. Oh, Do okay. some more thinking about what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> And did you enjoy being back again? I did. I did. Stuff? I just, mm-hmm. um, um, it was nice to just to see people well and just <laughs> defying death. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, Simple. yeah, it was, it was, it was lovely. Um, uh, do I love comedy as much? Um, I need it differently now than I did. Um, when, oh, when, when we first met, when we first met all those years ago, um, I was very single focused, very ambitious, very um, in, in pursuit of what I thought great comedy was, and it it, it secretly made me a snob, a, a comedic snob for a time. And um, but now it's just um, I have days now where it's like I go a whole day without being funny, and I'd be like, "Shit, I hope I'm still funny." And <laughs> But then I have another day where I get get all four or five good ones, and I think, oh, okay, <laughs> it's still it's still around. <laughs> but the thing about you, Reg, is it, the the reason I because I keep I have asked you a couple of times to come on this, but the, I was what looking last night on Twitter, and I saw that beautiful picture you posted of the trees looking up at the sky. Oh yeah, starry starry night, and it's not the only. You've been posting art a lot. Mm. Has it been a daily thing, love? Um, it's been it's been so I guess going on three or four months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just um, had a, uh, a terrible breakup with someone, and mm-hmm. and I was feeling bad, and I was thinking it looked like the world was feeling bad. So I just thought I I just for nothing more. I just you know hey. Um, look at this. Maybe you won't feel so bad. And hmm. and um, uh, to my surprise, uh, a certain section of my my Twitter followers seem to really dig it. And uh, and so and I, I don't have any any art skill or, or or training or anything. I just I just know what look good to me. <laughs> and that's all it's about, love. And I think it's lovely when you just put something in. And then you realise that unknown, unbeknownst to you, you've sort of made a connection with a lot of people like you did with your art. Because I did a tweet yesterday about Sprouts. Mm. I thought, oh, I'm eating Sprouts and I'm enjoying it. And I just put down, you know, oh, I, I am enjoying these Sprouts. I'm telling you, that it didn't <laughs> go viral, but it, it went quite a long way. And I thought, why is there so much interest in picking Sprouts? People well, can surprise you, can't they? Do you know what I mean? You you can spend a long time crafting what you think is a witty little thing and then nothing. Man. Mention sprouts. Oh, man, it's, it's just... I put out something that I think, oh, this this is confirmation of my genius. 15, right. 15, 15 likes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then you think, oh, I've just, just shown them this picture and then suddenly... It, we didn't yet. Very, very interesting it is. It's just, but, and it makes me wonder if I've ever actually had my finger on the pulse. <laughs> ah, and does anybody really? Does anybody? I think I think some of us catch it for a time, 
and and we're, but you know it's fleeting. But there are those of us that catch it for a time, and, and there are those of us who caught it for a time and lost it, and they spend the rest of their lifetime to regain it. Trying to get it again, like surfing, you know, like getting the big wave. Have you seen that film with Patrick Swayze in it? I can't remember what it's called. The big. Hmm. Hey, Johnny, what, what's that movie? With Patrick Swayze and um, about, Keanu, about Keanu, Keanu Reeves, yeah, uh, point, point Break. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I always get it mixed up with Point Blank, which is a Lee Marvin movie. <laughs> That's right. Or Pointless or Blankety Blank. <laughs> it is called Point Break, and he's, they're always searching. There's, they're kind of looking for that moment in between, that perfect moment. And in a way, that's kind of, when you look back at some of the great, Nights, every, you know, in a really great gig, and everything seems golden, doesn't it, Reg? There was you can't a... put a foot wrong, and then you look around, and it's like we're all on this boat together on oh, those nights. And then this is a famous baseball player, a pitcher, uh, retired years and years ago, a Hall of Famer named Jim Cott. And he said, A baseball pitcher, he pitches about 35 times a year, and you're lucky if 10 of those games. All of your stuff is working. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, as a comedian, you're looking for that night when even your ad libs are working. And yeah. it's just, you can't, you, it just every choice you make is great. And, mm. and I remember the first time I had a night like that, I was um, mm. at the Belfast Empire in Ireland. And I couldn't have been more than eight months in, but I came off stage feeling like I know what good comedy is about. That's yep, I know how it's supposed to be done, and mm. I went out the next night and I got my ass handed back to me. It's just like, but but you would have learned something about Belfast Empire. It's like a door opens and you go, ah, oh, yep. come in and I'll show you this room of comedy. Well, it, I think what it taught me too is. Um, Many nights I don't have to, I'm not supposed to go in and make them come to where I'm at. I'm supposed to come where they're at and then hopefully we like each other and then I can bring them somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing to learn. That's absolutely a good thing to learn. Yeah, yeah just, uh, you know, it's a number of artists and comedians that you hear to say, you know, I just I, I just do what I like and if the audience don't like it, then fuck them. And you think, well, <laughs> um, but what you do is audience dependent. So why wouldn't you care? <laughs> Yeah, and also it does kind of can take you somewhere different. But then... Now, when I tell them, I want to talk about something else with you, because I love that television program you made when you went to New Orleans. Was it New Orleans where you was in? Where was you, Reg? I loved it. Anyway. New Orleans was one of the places. Was one of the places we went. In fact, it was yeah. the second to last place we went. Um, That's the one. The last said. place we went, we didn't even. It didn't even make the cutting room floor because it was such a disaster. But um, wow. well, we went to Gettysburg. Um, it was Fourth of July weekend, and they were having Civil War reenactment weekends up there. <laughs> and um, the BBC researchers, uh, they didn't understand that. Um, um, people in America that go to Civil War reenactment weekends, they sort of look at those as sort of Negro free holidays. And so, um, <laughs> and so it was a trifle awkward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. So where is all that footage? Oh, it just awful. Oh, oh, it was, oh yeah. Um, um, uh, it's, it's true. Um, um, they had me dress. They decided that it would be a good idea to have me dress as a Confederate general. 
<laughs> Very funny, man. And I told him, I said, if I go out there looking like General Rasta, McRasta, these white people will shoot all of us and dump us in the woods. And, <laughs> but they they talked me into it, and I got out the van dressed like this, and everything stopped. Just everything. And uh, and so we noticed that the uh, production lady was having an argument with the woman that ran the entire Civil War reenactment weekend. And, <laughs> and after that argument, our producer walks back over to us, and she as she walks by, she says, "We need to fucking run." <laughs> we jumped in the vans and we got the hell out of there. That's what happened. So you were right. Your instincts were right, oh. weren't they? You knew that would happen, wouldn't you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm from the South. You know, I, I grew up with, you know, you know uh, murderous working class white people. So I know the things that crossed the line for them. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry that happened, love. But the program, the, 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 certainly that episode that I saw, I thought it was terrific. And I thought you were a very natural interviewer did you well i yeah i know the answer to this but did you enjoy being in that role uh well you know it's i mean as much as you can enjoy work i mean i didn't ah, i didn't i didn't, point. I didn't enjoy it like you would a juicy cheeseburger or a new sex but i mean it was still <laughs> enjoyable um, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> but, and, I loved it when you said about work. It's true, isn't it? Well, who was it? Right, laugh. It's hard work as well, Reg, isn't it? Well, I tell you what. Um, it was the last time I ever looked down on white people um, or don't take white people seriously about sunburn. I had never been sunburned before. In fact, oh. I didn't think I was capable of being sunburned. And it turns out anybody that's out in the sun too long will get burned. Oh, Reg. <laughs> that, oh, dear me. You'd have to put some cream on in there. So you're not, you, you sort of thought, oh, I don't need to put no cream on. Is that oh, I, it, it only took me one time to get burned before I... I oh, right. We, we bought like a case. Oh, I am, I'm a very glad love. And so you're out there in the, all the sun, the beating sun, retaking everything. And um, it's, it's, it was amazing. Um how um how much white southerners took well to the car just that i mean they, they would they would approach me in ways that they never would if i was just walking down the street where'd you get that car <laughs> and so right tell us what kind of a car it was it was a 1972 um uh, eldorado um it was red uh convertible I'm glad you said the color that's all that means anything <laughs> <laughs> a red car. Go on, carry <laughs> And you know, it just it makes the driver look like he knows something that's he knows a funk <laughs> he, he knows a funky cool secret or something, you know. <laughs> so everybody was coming to say, where did you get that car from? And um, would you have liked to have kept that car, Edge? Uh I would have. I would have very Hey Johnny. Yes. Why don't you give me a cup with half a glass of water? Okay. That's my that's my friend. Johnny. I know. <laughs> Actually, his name is um, Kashif. He's um. Ka what's his name? Uh, Kashif. He's a uh, Kash. He's um. Kash. Yes. Is, he, does, is Kash a comedian? No, no, no. He's my assistant, and he also oh. he also lives with me. Um, oh. He's Pakistani, but um. Right. Um, Hi, Kash. Love. But when I when I like him, I call him Johnny. 
Oh, Last week it was Gus. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Was it? <laughs> All right, well, anyway, whatever your name is, I love. I hope he's looking after you. Miss Barbara If he's not, Ms. too... Listen, if you're in a hostage situation, start coughing now and we'll send somebody round, love. How about if I fart? Hey, man, come on. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't helpful, man. Oh, no. Hey, yeah, man. I, just, you I, know, I forgot to tell you, I respect this lady. I, like, yeah, yeah. I should have told you that before. <laughs> yeah, you should have said that to him. I'm like the rest of the people. <laughs> well, I, I, I told him, I said, he asked me earlier, he said, so who is Miss Barbara Nice? And I said, man, I'll go back a long way. Uh, she, she, me too. And, uh, and I said, uh, she was she was with me in Birmingham when I got started. And uh, I said, she treated the game. And I thought that was enough to indicate the level of respect that I thought. That's right. But clearly, I need I needed to have been more explicit. So, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, he seems so, like a nice lad. He, he, he's a lovely lad. He's a lovely lad. He just... He just been locked up in this house with me for 25, 30 weeks. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And so, that's right. Where are you living, Reg? Um, well, not the address, but are you in London? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Essex, really. Oh, right. And do you like it around there, love? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, uh, it's pretty quiet, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and don't nobody make trouble for me. And... <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know what else is necessary after that, man. You know. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You don't want much. Just no trouble. Yeah, wanna, that's very good. I, I don't want. I'm an immigrant. I don't need no trouble. <laughs> When's the last time you went home to see your, your parents and all that, like your family? I was home last December. Um, yeah, good. Last March, my father turned 101, and oh, and oh, and. Um, and to be honest, um, I think the extended lockdown has taken its toll on my father's psyche. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he had a he had an episode early. Uh, it triggered a memory of when everything got closed down after Pearl Harbor got bombed, and Gosh. and you know he has a living memory of things like that. So, but yeah, the, otherwise the old man is okay, and. Um, it is amazing, and it will be, it will be doing all that triggering of memories of stuff like that. Mm, mm, well, and I think it's so difficult for older people, really. That. Well, yeah. I mean, I was telling my sister. I said, you know, he's sitting there. You know, just all all of his friends are dead. All of his um, siblings are dead. Even his woman dead, and, and three of his children are dead. And it's like, and my sister's bitching that he doesn't get up and do more stuff. And it's like, well, <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, what does your sister think when you say, Dad, you're not doing enough? Is that, like, oh, she just wants him to keep active. Well, she, yeah, she wants to, him to get out of the house, maybe take a stroll or ride with her to go see the grandchildren. And man, he's, he's been fairly content to just sit in that chair and watch that, uh, the, the, every cowboy picture that comes on. And Who does he like? Does he like John Wayne? No, I, I don't think he think much of John Wayne. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who does he think much of? I don't think much of him. <laughs> I remember as a kid, he said to me, Duke, all right, but I mean, he ain't all that. <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't think he thinks much of John Wayne. <laughs> oh, I mean, my, 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 go on, he like he like cats like uh, Randolph Scott and um, oh, yeah. and what's his name? Um, 
Uh, Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. There you go, Cooper. Them is kind of cats. I know those cats. They're kind of <laughs> cats with a bit of moral fiber to them. And just, Interesting cats. Yeah, just. And I remember I asked my dad, I said, my dad, he's very much of that generation. I said, Dad, your mom was married for 62 years. Like, how did you maintain that? How did you mm. keep that up? And he looked baffled for a moment. He said, 62 years ago, I told your mama what I was going to do. And then I did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just stuck with it. Just, he just he said, of that generation. It's just, it's just my father, I asked him one time, I remember after I started getting some notoriety, and mm -hmm. I felt stared at a lot. And, and it made me, it made me a little squirrely. And, and so I, I I asked Dad, I said, Dad, me and all your children, we always looking at you and asking you if you need anything and if you're all right. Does it get on your nerves? And he looked at me and he said, no. People looking at you and wondering if you're all right. He said, boy, let me tell you, people can treat you way worse than that. <laughs> oh, that's a nice thing to say. <laughs> and did that help you, Reg? Oh. The sense of that change? Oh, yeah, it did. It did. It's just... um. You know, my father, <laughs> he's just a very basic, simple dude. It's just, um... No, I like all that simple stuff. It makes a lot of sense. I read an article, um, an interview with Sting about fame, and he says, what do, you want to, what do you do when you want to go to the corner shop and get some milk, but you know you're going to be stabbed at, you stared at, and, 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 and reached at, and glared at? You go anyway. That's what you do. If you don't make a big deal about it, then people will learn not to either. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. I mean, I'd hate it if I couldn't walk up and down the high street and go in the shops and stuff. I do think it... And also, you've got Gus. You sent Gus out for the milk. <laughs> hey, Johnny, she's calling you Gus now. <laughs> uh, I like Gus. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I remember when I was, back when I was calling you Gustav? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you keep changing his name. Oh, Gustav. yeah. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think now? What do you think of this fella? Um, I've forgotten his blinking name, the new president, Breen. What's he called? Joe? Joe Biden. Oh, God. Thank you. Uh, did you know about, I've never heard of him before, you've seen him, then he suddenly popped up from nowhere. But is he well-known? Was he well-known before in America? Well, uh, well, you have to remember that uh, he was Obama's vice president for eight years. So. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just important to keep that in mind. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. But to me, well, right, that makes a lot of sense. I thought, well, where's he popped up from? <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, right. I want to be your first guest on your political podcast. Right. <laughs> 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 right, so he has got a bit of form. So you think he'll be all right then, love? Um, I don't really think all that much of Joe Biden. Um, right. it's, um, it's amazing who we choose to be our champion when we are opposed mm -hmm. to something that's really threatening. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Joe Biden um, is what some people will call a corporatist. Um, he, um, he's already stocking his cabinet with um, tech executives and Wall Street executives, just like mm -hmm. Obama did. And so mm -hmm. um, uh, I think at the very least, um, the speeches from the White House should improve. 
Not much more. Who would you like? Who would? What kind of a president would you like that would make a big difference? Oh, well, me and um, me and Gus, we sit around. Yeah, all, <laughs> we sit around making jokes about um, what kind of president I would make because uh, um, sometimes my tw my Twitter fans would come in and they'll say you should run for president, and I have a whole routine about what I would do, and it was like. <laughs> oh, go on. What kind of stuff do you say you'd do? Um, <laughs> what was it? Um, <laughs> well, they say that out of a four-year term, um, your first hundred days are your only chance to really make any change. That you, 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 so you have to hit the ground running. So first thing I would do is I was the first day I would smash media monopolies. Just no more one dude owning a massive newspaper uh, or news network. Um, news needs to come from diverse sources. So I will smash those monopolies. And, right. and then on the second day, I introduced the smashing of the banking monopolies um, because um, it needs to be illegal that um, private banks can take public money and gamble with it. And then if they lose, then they get refunded by public money. I think that's wrong. So I would smash that. And and so I do I, and then uh, and then on my third day, I would announce an amnesty. Um if you turn in a gun to the government, um like if you turn in a little you, if you turn in any gun to the government, you'll get financial remuneration. So if you turn in a little pisshead 22, you'll get 20 bucks. But if you turn in like a Russian AR-15, you get five grand. And I would use American greed to, to quell American bloodthirst. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I, well, Reg, do you fancy being, do you fancy being president, love? Um, no, ma'am. Uh, simply, <laughs> simply because uh, I've never been, I've never found the idea romantic of being shot in the head. And in America... <laughs> And in America, if if you if you tell too much truth while costing white people too much money, you tend to get shot in the head. So right, okay, right, right. now, interesting. A lot of people say to me, "Oh, Barbara, why won't you be prime minister?" And the first thing I do, do you know what it would be? I'd reopen all the public toilets. They've shut too many down, Reg. Honestly, love. Uh, so that's what I do first. You know what? I I I remember when I first got to Britain in '97. I was standing at a uh, I was standing at a, 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 a tube station, and I just finished eating a, a, a donut or something, and I couldn't find a rubbish bin to throw it in. And I was like, what are rubbish bins? And this guy walked up to me, and he says, we don't have those anymore, not since the IRA. So I hope your prime ministership would reinstitute rubbish bins at train stations. <laughs> <laughs> it would. And I'd like you to be my special correspondent. I think it'd be good. I would we be. Could run, we could run on a double ticket. We could run uh, Britain and the USA. I would. And I, if anybody tried to shoot you, I'd stand in front of you. I would be your chief of staff. <laughs> I would help oh, you write lovely. your. I would have write your speeches, and then uh, <laughs> and I would be the one to say she ain't seen nobody else today. That's just how it is. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't seen anybody else. Right, right, right. You're wrong. If you ever get there, the old chief staff. She ain't seen anybody else. <laughs> Go home. You just leave a note, not pass it to her. But she ain't seen nobody else today. Okay? Stop asking. <laughs>
You just you just gonna make her mad, okay? <laughs> Very nice, baby. Sound like the Wizard of Oz. I love it. I love it, Reg. Okay, now, kiddo. I'm going to go downstairs and have my tea. Is there anything else? Are you, are you up to anything that you'd like people to know about? I mean, you know, Well, the white people who make money off me, they would love for me to talk about my new tour that's supposed to start in April. Oh, go on, go on. Um, uh, I have a new tour starting in April. Um, and the people who make money off me, they are real confident that we will somehow be completely past this virus issue by then. And so... Uh, the, the name of my uh, the name of my new tour is called um, Bomb Shuffler. Um, right. What? Why have you called it that, love? Um, well, uh, all my life I considered myself a bomb shuffler. I shuffle bombs. Um, let, let, I, let me explain. Like, right. There are some people who drop bombs. Yeah. There are other people who throw bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and another vernacular, they could be called shit stirs. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I shuffle bombs, and, and another vernacular that can be peacemaker. So um, all my life, uh, well, not even all my life, but uh, I handle tough subjects on and off stage. I shuffle bombs, the bomb shuffle. Yes, lovely. <laughs> well, Reg, it was beautiful. I think that's really gorgeous, the whole concept of it. But the, and I love it when you call it the people that make money off me. <laughs> that's brilliant. So the people that make money off you, they're absolutely convinced it'll be all right by April, do they? Well, either they convinced or they really need it to be over by then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of pressure, a lot of ways. It's like, um, you know, it's one thing. Being in Britain during the lockdown and the restriction of work and finance, I'm glad to be experiencing that over here than in America. Because uh, in Britain, when y'all are inconvenienced, or frightened, or have a threat, or have a threat to your livelihood, um, y'all can still be polite about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just, oh dear, this is going on a bit long. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think they say over in America then? <laughs> oh man, it's just—I mean. For weeks, I've been looking at the reports from America, just praying that the election wouldn't wouldn't erupt into civil war. And you can't tell if the mood is generally like that, or if people just like reporting it that way. If that makes sense, it makes all the sense in the world, love, because we've got no idea. I think it's got worse and worse. You don't really know what's going on, and because we can't go and see for our, the best judge is you going out and having a look in it, and because you can't see. You don't know what's going on, really. The powers that be, and I think this is historically, but the powers that be, they want to keep you dumb and mixed up because mm. they know if you knew the truth, it wouldn't take you long to size up what a solution is. That's right. <laughs> it wouldn't, That's it wouldn't right. take you long at all. <laughs> no. Stop doing that. Let's do more of that, and let's be nicer to these people. <laughs> That's it, love, isn't it? And that and yeah, and that's enough. And don't start bothering her today. Say it again what you're going to say when people want to see me. And I've had enough. Say it again. I love it when you say. It. Go on. <laughs> uh, uh, I understand y'all been waiting for a long time and everything, but she ain't seeing nobody else today. Okay, <laughs> so stop asking. <laughs> okay, go back to your office. Go home. Leave leave what you want to talk about, and I'll present it to her, and she'll get back to you when she's ready. 
But if you keep pushing her, you're just going to make her mad and she's going to ignore you, okay? He's absolutely brilliant, Reg. Absolutely love that. Else today, okay? Brilliant. Now, where are you going to be going with this tour? Oh, oh, I should probably mention that. Um, the people that you met, yeah, um, you're making money um, for will want you to tell um, There's some people who are um, who, uh, registered some concern or alarm that I'm not coming to certain um, places in Scotland oh, okay. and Ireland that I've been coming to before, and uh, even some places in England. I, um, but the, the schedule is subject to change um, relative to uh, um, how under control the virus is and reduction of restrictions uh, for the government. And also, um, some of the places that I've been coming to in years before, they're in greater financial trouble, trouble and their continued mm -hmm. existence is mm -hmm. in question. But mm -hmm. but all of my schedule is subject to change pending all of that. And mm -hmm. But I just want everybody to know, if, if I've been coming to regularly to, on my tour route to see you, and mm -hmm. you don't see my, your place on my tour route, it has nothing to do with how I feel about you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good message. And it is sad that there are venues that you've been going to, some won't open up again, will they? I think I do think that's really awful. Hey, I love all those little venues. I love them. Hey, Miss Barbara, can I rent some past you? Yeah, go on. This is just thought I'm having. I just and I, I just wonder what you think. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a I'm a child of the '70s. I grew up on 1970s TV. Mm -hmm. And in America, 70s children's TV, the basic message of Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street and the Electric Company and mm -hmm. all of that, basically the message was caring is cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I also grew up in the 70s uh, watching people like the $6 million man and, mm -hmm. and uh, Captain Kirk and all them people there. And I, and I grew up loving heroes and probably wanting to be a hero. Mm -hmm. But I've been thinking recently that in the last 10 years, with all the movies that we've been getting of anti-heroes, you know, because, um, you know, like, it used to be a time, like, if you was a hero, you just fought crime because you just love justice. But, yeah. but now heroes fight crime because um, they saw their parents murdered and they became an alcoholic, and and they have a psychotic edge, you know, anti-heroes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and so and all that exactly, yeah, and so it's just it just doesn't seem to be a good time for heroes right now, and I just wonder what you if you had if what if any thoughts you have about that it's um because um um me and um Gus Johnny um <laughs> we was earlier watching um the fourth season of The Crown. And, right. and it's weird watching um, anything that makes uh, the royal family or, or Thatcher sympathetic. But, mm -hmm. um, but from what I got a sense of about with, with Thatcher, and even similarly to Reagan, they wanted to be heroes. Um, they wanted to be the ones that revolutionized and set their country on the right course. Um, there's a very famous um, poet musician that maybe you've heard of named Gil Scott Heron. Um, yes, he's smashing, yeah. Um, he made this song called B, B Movie, 
um, which is right after when Reagan got elected. And in that, he said, America has always depended on somebody turning up at the last minute to save it. Someone mm -hmm. that ride up on the white horse at the last mm -hmm. minute to save it. And since Ronald, and since John Wayne was no longer available, we well, your dad never liked him anyway, did he? No. <laughs> since, sure. since John John Wayne wasn't available anymore, we turned to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right. And I just, I, I've been, I just, I've been, I just, I, I, I don't want to hold you up from your tea. And no, you're a lovely lad. And uh, heroes, I, I completely know what you meant by all that stuff about. There's got to be been something awful happened to them, and they're avenging for something. Yeah, it's like it's, it's it, it, these days heroes, if they fight crime, it's because they saw something happen to their mama when they were six. <laughs> it it, yeah. it can't be that they just hate injustice anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm trying to think if there are any real hero heroes. And then what I'm about a... Marcus Rashford? He's been a hero. Marcus Rashford? Yeah, I think he's a, yeah, I think he's a new hero. I think hey, he's a hero. Hey, uh, wait a minute, is that the dude in Manchester? He's a fellow with the school dinners, yeah. I think people would see him as a hero. He yeah. is a hero, and that's what made me scared for him. This is a dangerous time oh. for heroes. It's a dangerous time for heroes. Ah, it's a bad time for heroes. <laughs> I think well, I tell you what they have started doing though now, Reg, with that particular hero that is Marcus Rashford. The press have now discovered that he's got three big houses. Well, very successful. That's what they do to heroes. And they're huh? saying, what kind of a hero can he be if he's got three great big houses? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, if Jesus Christ existed now, uh, the press would say, "Well, wait a minute, you turn the loaves and, and bread, and you fed five thousand. And you turn wine into uh, water into wine. So why is there still poverty in the world? Then yeah. <laughs> it would be stuff. That's exactly it, what they would. Say. It would be stuff like that, just you know, and just you know, hey Jesus, I heard one time uh, you 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 had a conversation with a woman that you had just met for more than ten minutes by yourself. What's that about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, have you, have you seen? Um... Uh, Jesus Christ, super, you know when he says he has the song, "Come on, King of the Jews." Do you know the song I'm talking? I, about? I I I know of Jesus Christ Superstar. Like I've been reading I about it for a years. There's a song in it that's very similar to that kind of stuff. That he said, "Come on, turn my water into wine. Walk across my swimming pool." It's all that kind of stuff. I think you should listen to Jesus Christ Superstar. Or watch it. I think you like it. I have yet to uh, hear or overhear you give bad advice, so I will check it out. Oh, uh, um, Rich, um, I love you. <laughs> Can I tell you, I love you, and I love talking to you. So interesting, love. Uh, you, I was a bit upset when you said you had a bad breakup. I, mean, don't, I don't need to talk about that or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm just telling you now, you are an absolute lovely, lovely fellow and a lovely mind and a lovely brain and you are a hero oh my father i swear to god if i was white i would be red right now and you're going on all right that good can, 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 can i ask you a favor yeah uh and i've been asking this of uh all white british people i, I know who have some influence in different yeah. groups yeah. uh if there's if there's any way you could make it so that I could meet Robert Powell 
I would love to meet Robert Powell. Uh, it would mean a lot to my family too. Uh, Robert Powell. Robert Powell, the actor. The actor. Uh, uh, over here, uh, y'all know him as Jasper Carrot's partner in The Detectives. Where I know, where I, where I come from, my people know him as Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, because he is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and where I come from, he is the best Jesus ever. I mean, just the hell with Willem Dafoe, the hell with all them other niggas. Robert Powell, for black people, was the best Jesus ever. <laughs> right, well, I'll see what I can do. And I'll ask around my friends and the clubs and meeting <laughs> circles, does anybody know Bobby Powell? And if we can get a link to Bobby Powell, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to, you deserve it, love. And I'm, I'm, anybody listening to this podcast now, do you? I've got a feeling I do know somebody that knows Bobby Powell. I, mean, I just want to meet him, wait, like for a drink for five or ten minutes. And okay. just, I, I won't make no, and, and let him know I ain't gonna make no trouble for him or nothing. He ain't got, the, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, he ain't got to disrupt his day or his life all that much. But uh, <laughs> I have to thank him for, uh, on behalf of my mom and my daddy and a bunch of other people. And just, and he, 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 he is my favorite Jesus. Just, I mean, God, Reg. Okay, so right, we're putting that word out now. And let's hope something comes back. So you'll be on tour, hopefully, in April, making money for the people that he makes money for. And <laughs> entertaining and getting people to think about this bomb jug, bomb shuffling, isn't it? Bomb shuffling. Oh, let me just remind you, the main thing to remember is this. My name is Reginald D. Hunter, and I shuffle bombs. Oh, Reg, thank you so I love I keep posting them bits of art and honestly follow Reg on Twitter and he says some brilliant things anyway and then he's adding these beautiful images. Oh nice. Uh man, you go way back and let me just say, uh for your podcast or your shows, if you ever find yourself jammed up last minute, if I'm free, I'm happy to come on and because yeah. Oh, we're, we're more than just colleagues. Yeah, I mean, that's we have been more than just colleagues. So yeah, that night wasn't the Canada now. So if you yeah. <laughs> 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 let me just say, always have Milo and jelly. Let me just tell you that laugh you do that you just did when you laugh like that. It has always yeah. tickled me because it's the laugh of somebody that knows they just got away with something. <laughs> Oh, bless you. I knew you. Go have your tea. Um, Go have your tea. Oh, I love you. Thanks so I love much you for being in touch. Thank you, sweetie. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, darling. Bye-bye. We are recording now because I just had a moment after it was finished and I just sort of sat back in my chair and <laughs> said to Paul, wasn't he fantastic and brilliant? And Paul said, yeah, very good. I wish we'd recorded it. We could have killed him. He was joking, you know. <laughs> that was one of my jokes. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, brilliant. Uh -oh. It's very infectious. I think we've got a sort of secondary hit of uh, laughter from Reg. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed being in the company of Reginald D. Hunter as much as Paul and I have. And he does swear. We might have to take that out. <laughs> I would like, can we have, do we have to take, it's only two hours. No. Do we have to take, we're leaving the F's in. <laughs> so he doesn't mean any harm by it. He's a love, honestly. And that tour bomb shuffling he's so clever and and when he was doing that thing she can't torture you anymore today <laughs> i just absolutely killed me right i've loved it i hope you have loved it and every time i do one of these podcasts again i'm reminded it's worth doing 
Mm. I particularly liked it when he said, if you're ever in a jam, I'll come <laughs> on. Well, that was nice, didn't it, of him? Nice. He's a hero. Nice. Who's your uh, hero, Paul? I was, I, I was, I'd probably say Lewis Hamilton this week because he's just won a seventh world title. Right. That'll do me. And I was very, very worried he was going to, uh, sorry, Reg was going to spoil uh, the crown for me because we're just working our way through that. Oh, is it going to so, have been watching it? I've been enjoying... Um, it's, it's a good drama, but I don't sympathise with any of them. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what um, he means because... Big heart, Reg. Yeah. I, I was, um, I've been watching, it's about chess. Um, oh, yes. The Queen's that. Gambit. I, yeah. I didn't want to watch because I thought that was about the, the royal family. <laughs> yeah, there's too much about nothing against no I, I say that i don't think they're sympathetic i mean the queen our queen is kind of uh you can kind of see the job is overwhelming her when she was young but apart from that it's sort of scathing against the duke of edinburgh the sister well, uh churchill true how would think... my family being put up there and being scathed i'll tell you uh, that from i think the queen's if anybody it. tried to put my auntie lil down i'd go mad <laughs> right i'd better go because right me tea. so Listen out for his um, news on his uh, tour. Mm. And and I really recommend that you listen to that. Well, if you're listening to them, you listen to them. <laughs> but let, listen let to more. people know, because I think this is a proper treat, listen to them. Oh, yes. I think it's a proper treat. And uh, what else was I going to say? Look out for Robert Powell for him. What if you can do something for Reg? Let's do that. And the lovely paintings that he has been tweeting. We'll have to get them both on together. That'll be yeah. our destiny. Robert Powell. It's a mission for us to get them both on. Yeah. All right, love. Take care. Take care, everybody. Look after yourselves. ta Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.